Welcome to the latest episode of our new fertilizer podcast, Fertilizer Matters. Today we'll be discussing recent sulfur and sulfuric industry gatherings held during November in New Orleans and Malaga and some key takeaways. I'm Maria Mosquera, the editor of Argus Sulfur, and I'll be speaking to sulfuric acid editor Lily Minton about the earlier North American conference and the mood around the European Sulfuric Acid Association event. Hi Lily, quite a busy week last week. How did you find the ESA conference mood for sulfuric acid? Hi Maria. Yes, I think the mood, if I could summarize in one word, would be mixed. Why? Because there seems to be a sort of East and West divide. East being China, the supplier that could have more availability, and West, very tight physical market. There's very little acid that has not been committed already, especially towards the end of the year. And now everything's looking at 2024. And I think there's also a lot of economic uncertainty that will prevail going into next year. And the negotiations from traders and with end users, inflation, interest rates. And I think energy prices are key going forward as the winter progresses, could lead to production outages from the supply or demand side. But I think the major question mark is what will happen with the big fertilizer buyers such as OCP and Madden next year. You mentioned OCP, and this seemed to be a key topic of interest at the conference. What's your view on the 2024 direction they will take on sulfuric acid? I think there is a view that they will remain in the market next year. Uh, remember that they were absent pretty much for whole of 2023 until August, mid-August onwards. So they will likely remain. And in fact, they were at the meeting in Malaga and they were there because they were trying to mend relationships with suppliers and also to start securing assets for next year arrival. It is said that they want to purchase between 800 to 1 million tons of acid. If that's realized, they will not just have to look at Europe for their supply. They also need to look at Asia. Perhaps India was mentioned as well because Europe at the peak only supplied less than 800,000 and that was in 2020. So if OCP needs to purchase more than 1 million or 1 million, they need to look elsewhere as well. So it will impact the whole market globally. Interesting and certainly something to watch in the coming months. How about the European sulfuric acid market? The European sulfuric acid market is very calm at present. The focus is on, you know, negotiating the contracts for next year. And also here I see a split, two trends. One is the export market and the second is the domestic market. The export market seems more robust. Obviously, as discussed previously, we got OCP remain in the market and those suppliers that can export assets, they're in a better shape and position than in the domestic market, which is the press. There is some issues that is impacting domestic end users, such as, you know, the interest rates, inflation, a lot of macroeconomic headwinds that's impacting end user demands and activity. The chemical sector has been badly impacted and there is buyer resistance to higher contract prices for next year. So I think definitely a split, two trends and something that will be to watch in the next three to six months. It will be a challenging time, Maria. So let's just keep an eye on this and obviously we'll carry on reporting what's the latest. Thanks, Lily. Lots of points there, very much in tune with the molten sulfur market trend as well in the region. 
Yeah, it seems so. I'm keen to hear what your key takeaways were on the sulfur market at the European conference. Could you give us a little brief? Looking firstly at the consumption side, overall there's been a loss of around 22, even 30% noted during the year as the chemical industry has faced competition from cheaper imported chemicals such as caprolactam, titanium dioxide, among others. Additionally, comparatively higher energy costs have eaten into competitiveness and margins for the European industry. And then add to this the lower downstream demand from industries like the automotive sector and high inflation rates and competition from regions where industries are heavily government subsidized. This has pushed many European companies to cost-saving measures until macroeconomic factors improve and some of the region's lost demand returns. And some tentative signs are pointing towards some demand return potentially coming, though the extent is, is really to be seen and um, nothing too major is expected, certainly not in the first half of the year, potentially some to come in the second half. Thanks, Maria. So how about the trends around sulfur production in Europe? On the supply side, the substantial drop in sulfur production this year as a result of a lack of Russian sour crude feedstocks is set to continue to next year. The European refineries are producing low volumes um, with new sources for replacement tons often not quite reaching the quantity of the previously established Russian flows and a move towards sweeter crudes in the region's refineries as well, which has left the region with a more rapid decline in sulfur production than anticipated a year ago which hasn't really been an issue because of the drop on the consumption side. But however, when you look further forward, perhaps not even a year, but two years ahead, if demand does return in a larger way a few years down the line, barring any consolidation that might happen among consumers, a real tightening is expected in sulfur supply and demand. And the week before, Maria, you were at the New Orleans conference. I mean, you've been busy. Just briefly, what are the key takeaways from that meeting and how do you see the North American sulfur market? Interestingly, the trend in the North American sulfur market on a longer term is similar to the European trend uh, in contrast to the global situation where the North American sulfur market is anticipated to be tightening in the coming sort of five-year longer time period as the new lithium projects in Nevada and Arizona begin commercial operations and start consuming sulfur for metals refining. This is likely to shift the balance to tightness and fertilizer producers will begin likely to see some dwindling of molten deliveries via rail. Metals projects will likely receive a lower cost of transit from suppliers in Canada, as well as having a higher profitability margin, which is likely to translate to more import to the US Gulf, perhaps even the West Coast, and might alter pricing dynamics too. However, this today is still a few years off and at present availability is quite sufficient for the consumers in the region. And overall, the global price trend underpinning both markets is a softening one toward the end of this year. And this will impact the price trends going forward and looking at the first quarter of next year as well in these regions. Thanks, Maria. And thanks for everyone for listening. We look forward to the next industry event in a few weeks and chatting to you again. So this concludes today's episode. Again, thank you for listening. Please join us for the next episode of Fertilizer Matters. Please get in touch for any feedback on our content or anything else you would like us to discuss in future episodes. Please log on to arcusmedia.com forward slash fertilizers. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.